Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 90 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. This is the first episode of the new year, and I miss making this for you, and I'm happy to be back at it. In this episode, Frank Godlow from Metal Injection and the Slay at Home online virtual festival discusses his first band, and I recommend Breaths. Before all that, I welcome Anders from Bloody Hammers onto the program. Bloody Hammers are a duo from North Carolina that consists of Anders Manga and his wife, Devalia. They've been putting out DIY goth rock doom occult metal since 2010. On January 15th, they will be releasing their sixth album, Songs of Unspeakable Terror. Anders joined me to discuss that record, horror films, porn you find in the woods, and a lot more. So before we dive in, here are some of A Night to Disremember from Bloody Hammers. So you got the podcast. Yeah, that's uh, me. All right. Congratulations on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I and uh, every other person have uh, have one going. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is kind of, especially really exploded this year with uh, so many people wanting to interact, with, you know, just the lack of social, you know, real world stuff. I guess this podcast are blowing up, right? Yeah, I've, I've kind of had a hand in it for seven years or something maybe longer but uh sitting back and seeing them all just pop up and like i i learned yesterday that shaquille o'neal has a podcast as wow. does as does pitbull which are are weird choices but you know whatever uh it's a pretty easy medium <laughs> to jump in on and i'm i'm kind of curious what the shaquille o'neal one is like what on earth could he be talking about i don't yeah yeah I've, I, yeah i've seen I've, like a lot of people like what that person has a podcast weird i didn't even know but uh, yeah, it, it it seems to be. Uh, I mean, it's wonderful, right? I mean, it gives people a chance to talk, and and otherwise we can't communicate really too much in this Rona world. Uh, and I feel like someone like you could probably have a pretty decent podcast with your what what appears to be a vast knowledge of like horror films and B movie horror stuff like that. Um, have you considered starting your own, where you're just you and your wife are chatting about the spookies? <laughs> I don't know. I think uh, I would. I probably. I don't know. Like I've never really thought about, it, but um, I probably would have too much anxiety about it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I would do it. I don't know. I got you. But uh, it, 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 I don't know. I think I, I'm probably better off just talking to other people who have podcasts. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure. But yeah, it. I mean, you know, it's something that crosses like, probably everybody's mind right now. With everybody's bored, and people are doing the Twitch and just. I just saw something the other day. I saw uh, Christina Scabia was on Twitch, and just all these people, all these uh, musicians are on Twitch now. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the hell? I didn't even know. I don't. I still don't understand Twitch, but I know that it's blowing up. Apparently, the everybody's. Dude- Apparently, the guy from Trivia, Matt Heafy, makes more money on Twitch than he does touring, which is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people are just going to say, to hell with this living on the road bullshit. I'm just going to play video games and talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> How many bands will break up and just be 
Twitch people now. <laughs> I, I've talked to some people over this this weird time, and uh, yeah, like one dude wasn't too sure how his band was gonna cope with all this not being on the road stuff. Uh, how how are you doing in in like the COVID lockdown life we're currently living in? Uh well, I've just you know whenever all this started back in March, or like I think it was March or something like that. We we saw it coming a little bit earlier than that. But I just, um, I just started working on this record because I just, I needed something to distract me. Cause I, we, we make all the, every record I've ever made has been in my house. But so we don't have to go to studios and be around people and with the whole social distancing and things. So that's kind of helpful. Just, but I, I just, I just kept my head making this record. And then after it was out, after, I mean, after it was done, then we, we make like we make videos in our basement. We do everything in the house, so we've just been keeping ourselves busy doing that stuff for the record. So I think that's I just keep my head busy and try to be creative. And uh, you, you said you're making the videos yourself. Have you dabbled in like long form films or anything like that? Again, with your interest in horror. No, I haven't. Uh, it's it's such a. I, I mean, I've. I've thought about it and i've you know thought about it but it's just I, I don't know that world i don't i don't know i know it's like a i have friends who do that and a lot of them have really lost their ass on it. i have friends who mortgage their house to make a movie and the movie didn't do anything and like you know like it's just like amazon and netflix and you know like now it's, i guess i guess maybe you could do vimeo if you have a really good like I watched the Melvin's documentary on Vimeo, and uh, but yeah, I mean, it's if you know if you know how to keep the budget low, and I mean I've, I've seen some awesome movies like Creep and Creep Two, where it's just like a couple people in the movie, but it's just really good acting, mm-hmm. and it's awesome because of that. You know, the, the talent to carry a movie with just two people in it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it can be done, but I just don't have, you know, I don't, I don't have that kind of experience. So yeah. How much of a like everything going down had an influence on the new record for you? I would uh, well, whenever, whenever the the virus hit here, it was in New York, really heavy. Uh, as you probably remember, it was like what the, we didn't know what the hell was going on. We just know all these people are dying. They're talking about mass graves and all this horrible stuff on the news <laughs> like oh my god this is awful and i lived in new york a little bit in the early 2000s uh, off and on and um i just you know i lived there long enough just to kind of get a taste of the spirit of the city and it just it made me start thinking like whenever all the horror was going down up there i was just i was thinking about how like my favorite bands from there, you know, like Ramones and the Dead Boys, Plasmatics, and like even Twist, like Twisted Sister, and like um, obviously the Misfits. You know, they're more New Jersey, but still kind of in that New York world. And uh, that's what kind of inspired me to sort of go more of in a horror punk direction on this one. Uh, just got in a punk mood. I think it was just I was. You know, some uh, people have called us like gothic metal and doom metal, like past records. 
And I just, with all the doom and gloom going on in the world, in the real world, I just wasn't in the mood to do anything doomy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there was plenty of that. Sure. And I just wanted to go fun. I just wanted to go fast, melodic songs, and just have a good time. And I didn't know what it, I didn't know what was going to. We the summoning the last record had only come out like a year and a half ago, so I didn't think that Napalm would want to put it out. I figured it would be some sort of side project or something. But they, uh, when I let them hear it, they really liked it and they they wanted to put it out. So it ended up being a Buddy Hammer's album after all. So that's cool. But I was just writing, having fun, you know, like keep trying to keep my head busy. And you said you weren't sure if this was going to be a Bloody Hammer's album. What's the difference between like a Bloody Hammer or your solo stuff or Terratron when you're like the main drive of all of those? Uh, you mean the difference like inspirationally or like, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm like, I've never been a scene person. I've never like, uh, yeah, I used to kind of go around to some of the goth nights and stuff back when I was uh, younger and, but I never, and you know, obviously, it's some, I've just never been really a scene person. I've never been like a punk or like dedicated like doom metal guy or like you know how these like little scenes. I think a lot of, especially a lot of younger bands are becoming a little more genre fluid. You like because I like all kinds of stuff. I can't really dedicate myself and say I'm a, I'm a goth or I'm a punk or I'm a metal whatever. I just. I like music in general, all styles. So, uh, I think that uh, you know, I love John Carpenter. Like when I was a kid, I loved the Halloween soundtrack. And when I do Terratron, I just kind of channel that time in my life and that inspiration. And I, just, I love keyboards. I live thirty minutes from the Moog factory. And I, I can't really afford anything in there, but I love going <laughs> and playing with the, the keyboards and the, you know, the all the synths, and it's you know it's an amazing place. But um, I st- I love synthesizers. But like I heard, like the first record I ever had was Gary Newman, um, Cars um, single, and then I got the whole record, and then. Like my uh, my neighbor had Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, Black Sabbath record and. It had that song on there, um, Who Are You? It had that Moog. Ozzy was playing that Moog in there. And I just always loved that Moog. The key, I just, I'm a, I, I like synths. I'm a nerd in that way. That is a really so underrated like, song, by the way. That's yeah, not one you hear about too often. It's fucking awesome. And I just fell in love with the Moog sound. And, and so I love doing Terratron to get that itch scratch, you know, just doing that. And, um, so I just, I guess I just have different masks I put on for different things I like to do, you know. Hmm. And I just, I can't dedicate myself to one thing. I just, I told Napalm that in the beginning too. Like I just can't. I like to explore, you know. Like I like to explore different uh, styles of music, and, and you know, I, I grew up with being a big fan of like Alice Cooper and like going back and checking out all his records back in the day and he would just kind of go all over the place you never knew what kind of you know and david and david bowie was like that too and i remember that queen record the game was like really weird it started with the game which is kind of like ballady song and then they did another one bites the dust which sounded like 
Earth, Wind, Fire or something like Black Band. I didn't know who was. I was like, when I first heard that song on the radio, I thought it was Earth, Wind, Fire or Commodores or something. I didn't know who it was. And then the next song was Crazy Little Thing Called Love. It was like this rockabilly song with like, sound like Stray Cats. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just, I love that. I love, you know, back when the records, when it was like song to song, it was different. And uh, I guess that's where I come from. It's like, it's, you know, this, this is what I like. So, yeah, I get kind of bummed out. I mean, I love, I love ACDC, but I always know what I'm going to get when I get an ACDC record, right? You know? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm a huge Motorhead fan. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Motorhead's the same way. And that's cool. I love that, too. But also, like, those surprises, um, you know, people experimenting with different kinds of styles and whatever. And I know you're saying earlier that everything's in-house, that your your whole process. But um, were you still hesitant about putting anything out, considering you can't tour on it, and that's how a lot of bands, you know, stay financially afloat? Nah, it's not a business for me, and that's probably why I, I feel comfortable exploring different kind of musical styles and stuff. Because like, um, it, it's not we're not at that level where we're risking our livelihood or anything like that of uh so i just i make music all the time and throw it out like those terratron records or even my like anders manga records or, i didn't even have any publicity for that stuff i just chunked it out there on Bandcamp or whatever spotify and just go about my day i just i just love making music so it's it's never been uh you know, I, never, I feel bad for a lot. Of, and plus, I live in in the mountains of North Carolina, and it's really cheap. And you know, I feel for some of my colleagues who live in really high rent, like L.A. and New York, and some of these places where it's like you feel a little more uh, to make ends meet. You know, you really got to think about touring and and, and and keeping the money flowing. But I don't, you know. I don't know. I just I feel like as a musician, I should try to live somewhere as cheap as possible. I lived in L.A. for a while. I mean, I, I did. Everybody told me back in the day, it's like, ah, oh, if you want to do music, you got to go to L.A. And I just found like just like the living expenses, living in places like that, just kind of really hurt the art because you, it's such a grind to you know to come up with the rent and everything. <laughs> Wait, it, it takes away from your concentration making music. Oh, totally. I absolutely get that. Like, I've always said, like, I don't really care what I do as a day job as long as I'm not completely burned out on being able to be creative and do stuff. And it's. Yeah. 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 Keep a watchful evil eye. Little sleeping corpses lie. Always face your fears. Don't waste your tears and find the light. And release the.
the 2019 album The Summoning, that was some of Let Sleeping Corpses Lie by Bloody Hammers. I'll be with Anders from Bloody Hammers shortly, but first, this is my first band. Every musician has to start somewhere, and in this episode, Frank Godler from Metal Injection discusses his first band. Uh, okay, it was, uh, my first real band was called Force Fed, and it was the first time I toured, it was my first everything, and uh, they later went on to do Full Blown Chaos. Um, okay. So, you know, they 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 did well, I think. Um, it sounded like full-blown chaos, actually. It was uh, a little bit, rather. But, it, it, like, I, it's funny because I started the band and I wanted it to be... At the time, I was really listening to a lot of Samael. It was, you know, uh, early 90s or mid-90s. And uh, I was obsessed with Samael, so I wanted to have, like, this Scandinavian, Swiss, uh, you know, a Swiss sound in death metal black and death metal and what wound up happening is i found these guys who were kind of into thrash and hardcore so that's really the direction i wound up going into um yeah it was but it was bad it was, <laughs> it was really bad uh full-blown chaos is a name i haven't thought of in a long time the first Ozfest i went to and the first time i was ever in a pit was during their set and I didn't really know who they were at the time, but like the song settled down and I found my friends again. And my friend Thomas was like, oh man, that was fun. And I look at his arm and it's covered in blood. And I'm like, oh shit, dude, you're bleeding. And he like wipes his arm and he goes, oh my God, it's somebody else's blood. When did that happen? And then he had a bad, bad time. And uh, knowing your germophobia from the beginning of this, I regret telling you that story, uh, but it was, it was fun to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, they're pretty wildlife I re- that story kind of reminds me of seeing pantera every time i've ever seen them i mean if you walked out and you didn't have blood on you which was either yours or someone else's then you probably didn't really see pantera <laughs> You can head to metalinjection.net for all your metal news and catch the monthly Frank Godley curated Slay at Home series over on the Metal Injection YouTube channel. Before I wrap my conversation with Anders from Bloody Hammers, here's some of his self-titled solo project. From Andromeda, this is Rosaries and Requiems. Um, you, you mentioned North Carolina, and I read something about Transylvania County. I'm sure you get asked about this a lot. Did you move there because of the name, or did you grow up there? Like that—that <laughs> that seems so wonderful for the sound you have to be there. But uh, I imagine it's not—it's not, it's not Transylvania Dracula stuff. No, it's—it's uh, it's like the land of the waterfalls. <laughs> it's a real touristy area, like outside Asheville. God, there's something like 
30 some i don't know shit loads of waterfalls it's like everywhere you go it's like it's like if you live in england there's castles everywhere it's like fucking, it's like that with waterfalls it's like everywhere. <laughs> you're almost water- annoyed by the waterfalls there like there <laughs> with castles god damn another <laughs> fucking waterfall <laughs> fucking waterfalls and uh yeah so we have a lot of tourists and, and coming through and to check them out but yeah it's it is it was just you know at the time seven eight years ago when i moved here it was just a really good deal on a house and like i said i wanted to move i was living in charlotte at the time and it was just a little it was you know much more expensive to live there in this in the city even in charlotte like i can imagine living in la county or whatever you know like hollywood or whatever some of these people but um it was just really cheap. It was just a little cabin in the woods and on top of a mountain. And I can live cheap here and make music. So it, 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 it was a bonus that it was Transylvania County. And what's cool is like the next, the town over from me is Batcave, North Carolina. Sick. <laughs> like we were trying to find a cool house in Batcave. Like, man, that would be cool to have Batcave. <laughs> so it sounds like some of the locals really lean into the Transylvania thing. <laughs> yeah yeah well there's just a shitload of bats here <laughs> bats yeah, and waterfalls <laughs> yeah bats and waterfalls like there really is shitloads of them like when i go out on my deck like at night it's just, just they're all flying around me and i have them like guano all over my deck i have to clean up all the time because they sleep in my attic grates and just shit all over the house i mean that's good for gardening i don't know if you're a gardener but <laughs> hell yeah 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 exactly sell that shit <laughs> So yeah, yeah. So it's just bad shit. But yeah, it's it was just a it was a lucky bonus. It was it was a cool bonus. But we want to live here anyway. Uh, coming back to the new album a little bit on the uh, the cover, there's like a bunch of like little kind of I wouldn't call them Easter eggs per se, but there's like a faux sticker on there that says it was recorded with Psychorama using subliminal communication. Have you ever dabbled in like hiding sounds in your records like that? Like not necessarily like the so-called backmasking suicide stuff like Ozzy or Priest got blamed <laughs> for, but you know, just weird little hidden messages or noises that only you know about. Well, if I said I did, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a secret. <laughs> I mean, if you never point out where they were, it could be a game for your listeners. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I try, to do, I try to do some funny stuff like that. Like it just the stuff I know about. And uh, yeah. It's like uh, um, back in the day, like when I was a kid, there was when people don't today remember how big Playboy magazine was back in the day. Like it was, it was this huge thing. But now it's just like just disappeared off the planet. But I remember even my friends used to try to find. They always hide a Playboy bunny somewhere on the cover. <laughs> it's like trying to find that Playboy bunny was like a Where's Waldo thing. But yeah. Uh, it's it's fun, you know. I try to have fun with it. It's just you know, like it's, uh, not, I don't do anything too crazy, right? But yeah, yeah. I like that you're looking for the bunny on the cover. Did you know inside there's usually naked ladies and well written articles as well? <laughs> no, I could never get past the cover trying to find it. It was like, how could I? <laughs> you have to earn your way inside. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was usually like back in those days. You just find them somewhere in the woods, and they would be all okay. Up. You had that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like it's, it's like some somebody's random like clubhouse or something you know you'd find them just it, that was like 
I love that that is a universal experience because I had that growing up and my wife has never heard of that but it came up on some (laughs) show we were watching and I'm like oh yeah that's totally a thing the first time I saw boobs was in a magazine we found in the woods that we should not have touched but it was in it was often like the grass somewhere and we're like oh sick boobs Uh, yeah exactly and it'd be all fucked up from the rain or or just like the dew a morning dew or whatever it was like bubbled up and like oh man this is gross but I gotta see some boobies (laughs) of course it's almost like we went to the same wooded area (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Yeah, but I think it was. Yeah, I think it is a. I think it is a, just a, a, a phenomenon that only people of a certain age understand. That's the craziest thing. <laughs> um, completely weird shift. Uh, cats come up a lot on the Bloody Hammers Instagram. Are you a cat guy? Come up on our Instagram. I've seen a handful. I would say. <laughs> I'm allergic to cats. Oh, no. Yeah, ain't that a bitch? I had um, three at one time, and unfortunately, they were all dead now. But at one time, you know, they were just getting old, Mm -hmm. and they died naturally. But when they did die, I started feeling a lot better. I'm like, what the hell? But I went, and I had a test, and I'm allergic to cats. And I was like, oh, that's why I felt like shit all the time when I was running those cats. So yeah, I don't have any anymore, but we love cats. It's such and a cruel life. Yeah, it is. We have a, a cat cafe here, and you can go and kind of look at the cats. So that's mm. about all I can do. Just kind of look through the window. But my wife can go inside and play with them. So you just sit outside <laughs> for an hour while she plays with the cats, and maybe you get coffee? Yeah. And there's uh, like just living in the woods. I mean, where we live, there's shitloads of stray cats. We, She's like an enthusiast with trail cameras she has them like all over the place and so we have these massive bears and, and bobcats and stray cat all kinds of sh- so it's just every day we check the camera cards and, and see what what came through and usually i mean it's a very horrifying it's like wow i was just outside <laughs> <laughs> right before that massive bear walked up the driveway so yeah it's uh it's like a zoo living here. Now, what's the the purpose of these cameras? Are you looking for big feet? Yeah, well, yeah, of course, always. But aside from that, she just likes she just likes to see what wonders up because, like, we were curious about the wild wildlife because nobody ever sees the the no, no, the people around here didn't know there were bobcats and 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 she's I don't know she just likes to see what kind of beast walks through the yard. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a hobby of hers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, speaking of hobbies, I was told that you guys got into Ouija board crafting and stuff like that. Uh, how, how long did that start, and how's that? How's that whole thing? Oh, well, that was one thing we did. We we just when we moved here, we were like, man, we gotta have something to do because I got kind of bored after a while, and, and uh, so we got into woodworking and just trying, you know, like learning, like carving wood and, and making signs, like. Uh, we would make just like science, like um, the theater so on the album cover of Songs of Unspeakable Terror. There's a there's a theater sign, and that actual sign is one we used to carve and sell, and actually have that. But yeah, uh, we made just all kinds of signs, mostly kind of weird stuff, like occult books and you know, like freak show signs or whatever, just kind of weird things. And uh, we also made Ouija boards. And, uh, it was just, uh, you know, when we were, we were doing it 
mostly on Etsy, but uh, at the beginning of the, well, somewhere in the middle of the year, riots started happening. <laughs> like I, in, I've heard uh, of those, yes. <laughs> <laughs> heard of that? And then, it, like, in Asheville, even in, in Asheville, people were going batshit and, and, and breaking into stuff. And so lumber started getting really hard to find. Like, people were buying up all the wood, board up their stores and houses. And, oh, wow. Yeah, people were just going and breaking shit, and <laughs> so we just and plus with all the corona, we didn't want to go to the post office and all this risk. We just like I ah, was stopped, so we just we just stopped at the beginning of the year. But we might pick it back up. But just kind of fo- just kind of focusing on making music this year, and just I don't know. Like I said, the wood is just too hard to find. It's probably better now, but back then it was just like we just gave up. Huh. Well, once you guys get your store up and running again, like I, I'd definitely love to check it out. We were in the market for a Ouija board and the nearest or the coolest one I found was like shipping from Russia and it's a whole thing. So, Oh, wow. Yeah. No. Yeah, definitely. Have you seen them? Have you at least seen any pictures or anything? Did she send you any links? I, I initially, I did ask her for them and she uh, mentioned the thing about wood being hard to find and wasn't able to send the link. So, I mean, if you could drop it in the chat, I'd love to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just like, if you just like Google Drab House, okay. D R H A U S Drab House, like Bauhaus, but um, <laughs> it's like that. But uh, you'll see uh, probably a lot of stuff. But yeah, cool. It was fun. It's fun to do. But it, and the downside, the downside was like just fucking sawdust everywhere, and it was like in our same space where we make music and record and and like. I didn't realize how much that stuff would float. <laughs> that can't be good for your equipment either. Yeah, exactly. Getting into faders so and stuff. A, yeah, that was a bonus of not doing it anymore. It was just, thank God, no more sawdust. So, yeah, he was getting everywhere. All right, I've only got a couple more for you. Um, sorry to keep coming back to the the horror aesthetic of the band, but um also came up that you're a bit of an aficionado in the films. Um, I'm what you call a Freddy cat, uh, when it comes to being scared, I don't like being scared, but I like, I like kind of spooky shit, like Adam's family, monsters, that sort of world is very cool to me. Are there any films that you could recommend for a Freddy cat like myself to check out if I'm looking for something fun and campy? It can have some, some scares to it as well, but you know, I don't want to not sleep. How, how about, <laughs> how absurd? Do you like absurd? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, there's a movie we just watched called she kills it's so fucking crazy but uh you should check out she kills if you like like old trauma kind of like just just absurd it's like she kills is pretty cool and then uh the greasy strangler have you seen the greasy strangler i have not i'm putting you guys in the notes <laughs> you gotta see the greasy strangler. i would say that would be really good for you all right cool. uh, you're much better with the greasy strangler Thank you so much. All right, man. Well, thank you for talking to me today. Um, the What I've heard from the new record is a lot of fun. Uh, it's dropping next Friday as of this recording. Tomorrow as of when this actually goes up. So a little time travel here for us. Uh, but yeah, thanks for being on the show. And, uh, you know, good luck with everything you're you're up to. And hopefully, you know, you can continue avoiding bears out there. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Songs of Unspeakable Terror will be out on January 15th via Napalm Records. You can pick up a copy over at bloodyhammers.com or bloodyhammers.bandcamp.com. Now to bring this episode home, I am recommending that you check out Breaths. Breaths is a black gaze post-metal one-man band created by Richmond, Virginia's Jason Roberts. On March 26th, Breaths will be releasing the album Lined in Silver. From that album, here is the inherent emptiness in its entirety.
You can pre-order Lined in Silver by Breaths over at breaths.bandcamp.com and keep up with Breaths at facebook.com slash breathsband. That's B-R-E-A-T-H-S. Now, just as a reminder, if you want to talk to me, you could head to farbandmetalpodcast.com. There, if you're in a band, you could submit your band to me and be the recommendation, much like Breaths have. Also, you can find the Facebook there, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And then the theme song is Far Beyond Metal by the band Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Central Media Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. A Catbox Production.